And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Lakers Snack Pack, everyone. Have a snack with us. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture twice a week, every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we'll come back right after the draft coming up here in April, where we'll share our thoughts then as we get into another great season of fantasy football. Plus also as well, Joe Sorrell. He's the guy behind Lakers Nightcap you can catch at late night after the game. When we have games next week, plus also as well, Oxide247 at LakersBall.com and Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Plus also our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom, Lakerholics.com. John Costa, give him a big shout out. Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. Plus our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in Five, Daniel Barry, Sports Highlights. Yo. Also as well, John McCallion. Yes, please do whatever you can to support these great Lakers outlets. And speaking of great Lakers outlets, give us a like, give us a subscribe. You know, we had thousands and thousands or almost 6,000 views yesterday on Facebook, but the majority was not subscribers. The majority was not followers. So please like, follow, subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Uh, you're so mellow, Gerald. Look alive. Got a pulse. I'm alive. So the Lakers coming off last night's victory up a back-to-back. Okay. Joe has that face. All right. So the Lakers coming off a back-to-back are now 30-26 and 26 on the season as they – Headed into the All-Star break with LeBron James and Anthony Davis heading to Indiana for the All-Star festivities. Uh, We just want to look back and see where we stand heading into the other part of the All-Star break coming out of it, where we stand. It looks like Golden State leading in the fourth quarter may still be just a game behind us in the standings, but I'll go ahead and clarify that here in just a sec. But with all the talk about LeBron possibly being happy, both Golden State and Philadelphia rumored to be, you know, reaching out to the Lakers to try and trade for him. All the stuff that's going on with the Lakers, picking up Spencer Dinwiddie. And then, of course, the Lakers still in ninth place in the Western Conference, nine games out of the Western Conference lead. There's still much to discuss and still much to do before the end of the season here today to discuss all the options, including maybe after the season, a particular Atlanta Hawk not named DeJounte Murray, possibly becoming a Laker, as mentioned by Courtside Lakers and Jovan Buha as well. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe, glad to have you here. Where we stand right now, 30 and 26 on the season, uh, depending on what the Golden State Warriors will do. They're actually two games out right now before the end of their game with Utah. But when it comes right down to it, Joe, the Lakers have a lot of work to do coming out of the All-Star break. But for now, we can reflect on a very up and down season so far for the Los Angeles Lakers. Hmm. Yeah. Scintillating Uh, commentary. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of confused on why. Trey Young discussions are going on right now when you're not even at an all-star game yet. 
there's I, I I'm assuming that the NBA and maybe the agents and commentators and all these useless media people now that don't have any access to anything, can't report anything, can't talk about anything, can't negatively talk about anybody. You have to just sit there and be bland and all that garbage. Well, uh, we're talking about something in the summer when the season isn't even in its second half. Uh, and it's got to be Laker related because that's what moves the needle. I find that maybe the, maybe the NBA, maybe sports center and all the sports channels need to start figuring out how to start entertaining people. There's nothing on Twitter. There's nothing on social media that's entertaining. You have an, you have an option to, to, or you have the ability to do it on TV. But what I see is they, they bring certain people on the shows and they just regurgitate what, what they saw in box scores and what they saw somebody else say. I will say this. I did get a chance to see every once in a while there is something interesting. Uh, Kendrick Perkins was on the Pat McAfee show today, and he is the one that, uh, without saying the name, said that the Lakers will have a third superstar, Bunny Ears, coming this summer. So if that's the case, then what what exactly are they going to use to get this shiny new superstar? Are they going to use all three of their first-round picks in the package with, let's say, Reeves and D'Angelo Russell to get someone like a Trey Young? Trey Young would be a good complement to AD. There, that that doesn't take a lot of brain activity to know that. And Kendrick Perkins, being a former NBA player, reaffirmed that, which makes sense. So it's a if that were the case then you're probably looking at that original thought of possible extension would be an option there at that point. So LeBron could go in to the summer saying, I'm going to opt out. I want to give us maybe a little more money. Maybe I'll take 40, $40 million. I'll make, I'll take 40 million instead of 51 or whatever. Let's go get some more help on top of the fact that you're getting this quote unquote secret superstar wherever it is and then does he play another couple of years and see if he can win more, more titles hey for for laker fans i'm not going to complain about it if lebron can still drop 25 6 and 7 7 and 7 8 and 8 with his 25 i'm i'm okay with it i'm okay with it you get someone that's actually in their prime that can ball that can handle the ball that can shoot with AD doing his thing, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'll be honest with you. I am with it, especially if they don't win it this year, which it looks like they probably won't. You will have some reinforcements coming in this summer, and it could be an interesting year in 2025. And that's that's the only thing I can tell you right now. I don't, I don't know really how to answer any of this right now. I'm, I'm still f- focusing on the fact that they were – playing really, really good basketball here the last seven games. And I want, I just want the Lakers to not, I just don't want them to lose this momentum. Winners of six out of the last seven games, uh, 30 and 26 record overall. The Lakers did play well heading into the all-star break, but 
I know it's irritating to you, Joe, when you it's immediately upon the all-star break finishing, you hear and you see the articles, reports, the rumors already flying. The Lakers are just planning to go ahead because of their inactivity at the trade deadline to save all their assets and try to go ahead and make a play for someone such as a Trey Young, uh, someone possibly even of Kyrie Irving has a falling out in Dallas trying to reacquire him once again or other options that are available out there should they become available. It's something where they're already talking about after the season when this season isn't already done. Yeah, Atlanta is in a no-win situation, it looks like here. They can they can continue to try to help Trey Young build something in Atlanta. They threw three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. They tried to draft players that could matter. Atlanta is in a – are they going to rebuild? Is it smart to rebuild completely? Does it matter? Is Trey Young behind the scenes saying, I want to go somewhere, please help me out? We're we're probably going to find that out in the summer. And it'd be nice. It'd be nice to to finally get here because it's been a couple years. It'd be nice to actually have something uh, valuable here. In, in the offseason, something where the NBA used to used to used to thrive in, which is players that are available either through free agency or through 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 trades and creating this buzz. Because I'll tell you right now, if Trey Young gets traded to the Lakers, I don't care what the package is. Let's just say Trey Young gets traded to the Lakers for whatever. There's gonna be a lot of buzz in the NBA. There's gonna be a lot of buzz in the NBA and people are gonna be talking about it. And Adam Silver right now needs it unless they're making so much money behind the scenes from gambling or some other source international or not. I don't know the, for those of you out there, do you, do you get a feeling that the NBA is progressing? Is it doing well based off of the collective bargaining agreement based off of what the TV deal is going to likely be? I guess it is right. Whatever we say, that's not working. It does it really matter. I feel like it's a fixed game, so I don't really know if it matters. As long as they're making their money, I think they're okay, correct, Gerald? Yes, I agree. So they're making their money, and they keep making more money because we know this, right? Because the salary cap keeps going up every year, right? The salary cap is going up. That means the league is making money, correct? Even in a COVID year, they had a small dip, and it didn't matter because the following year they went up again. So I can't – I can't – Sports has 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 bucked the business acumen. It's it's a fixed game. The the networks or the regional TV deals have created a no lose situation for sports leagues. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. They're getting the money that they want. But for for the fans and for people like us. Player movement moves the needle. And if it's player movement moving the needle with the Lakers involved, yeah, you're you're talking about you're talking about uh something that's gonna get a lot of attention. The other team that I've thought of when it comes to Trey Young is the New York Knicks. If Trey Young indeed is talking to Atlanta and asking to get out respectfully without going public. I would like to think that 
with the amount of assets the New York Knicks have, boy, would that be a game changer for the Knicks. How? But they have Brunson there. They would duplicate themselves. They need one more guy. They do need one more guy. I'm not saying that. I just said that. Would you say that Brunson played well with Luca? Yeah, but Luca's. Would you say that? I would say that, but Luca's 6'8. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I'm talking about a point guard. Brunson and Brad Corder, Brunson and Trey Young would be the smallest in the NBA. Okay. Not by far. Well, we, the NBA is as, as soft as, as wet Charmin tissue. So what, what are you talking about now? A defense what does that have to do would with be anything? atrocious. There is no defense in the NBA anymore. What, what are you talking okay. about? All right. So in a playoff the setting, Knicks, when defense, the Knicks okay. have, a, have assets up the yin-yang, right? They need one more superstar on that team to probably start threatening in the East. Why? Because the East blows ass, correct? We've been saying it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's in the West, it's a different story, probably. But how much buzz is that going to create? Trey Young goes to the Knicks. The Knicks have assets, lots of assets. They could drop five draft, about five first-round draft picks and send them to Atlanta. They can do all the switching and all the whatever the hell protections they can do there to make it work. So this summer is starting already. The summer is starting already. So as I'm saying this, I'm starting to get a good feel on what's going on because we're talking about these business people like Rich Paul and Maverick Carter and Mr. LeBron James. What they're doing now is they're going ahead. They're thinking ahead in case they don't win it. They're setting the table right now for the fix in the summer. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is a snack pack for you. It's Joe Soro along with me, Joe Glasser. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. One of the things that we wanted to go ahead and talk about for today's show is what Intel Wild put in a super chat. And thank you so much again for the super chat. They're always greatly appreciated. So let's say Spencer Dinwiddie continues to play like this after two games, pretty solid, for the rest of the season. Is there a realistic way we can keep him? So when it comes right down to it, Joe, Spencer Dinwiddie signed off the uh, waiver wire. He was a buyout option at uh, Toronto, I believe, and became a free agent. The Lakers signed him. 
two games so far, provided some decent help off the bench. Uh, he's played well. Your thoughts, this, my friend, this is the kind of play that we needed as a backup point guard that we have yet to get or didn't get from Gabe Vincent. Is this something that you would be interested in keeping long-term, noting that, again, he has been up and down for the past couple of years and is on the wrong side of 30? There was a really cool play against Detroit, his first game with the Lakers, where he told Austin to clear out. And then he went ahead and uh, blew by his man, uh, got to the basket, saw resistance, and was able to draw that uh, the, the big to him. And then dropped it off for a, for a, an easy basket. It was a beautiful play. It's a beautiful basketball fundamental play. If this is what Dinwiddie is going to create, he's going to have a lot of value as a backup point guard or point forward. I like to think of him as a, a point forward. So whether he signs or not, I I don't know. Uh, that would depend on how how things play out with the ability for the Lakers to sign him and Dimwitty's uh, preference on pay. Uh, we would like if if this is the if in these two games if Dimwitty's this player where he's able to continuously keep his teammates involved and six seven assists every now and then I think that's uh, a huge value off the bench a good vet player. He's not a high flyer. He's not a uh, the type of player that's really going to be an issue verbally or in the locker room or anything like that. So those are those are good vets, and I don't see how being on the quote-unquote, I don't know why you would say he's on the wrong side of 30. He's not 39. He's, not, he's, yeah, he's on the wrong side of 30. No, wrong side of 30 is 39, not wrong side. No, wrong side. side of 30 is over 30. How old is he? 30. 30 years old. How is that wrong side? Because the better side of 30 is before 30, Joe. No, no. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, that makes sense to me. Wrong side of 30 is 39, 38. 30, you're in your prime still as an NBA player. I don't know where the hell you came up with this. So Spencer Dinwiddie is in his prime. Really? Wrong side of 30. He's 30 years old. Still the wrong side of 30. AD is on the wrong side of 30. Still in their prime. You could say the back side of their prime, but they are on the wrong side. How of are you on the wrong side of 30 when you just turned 30? It's on the wrong side of 30. The good side, the right side of 30 is before you're 30. It's a figure of speech, Joe. No, Understand. It's not. Stop dwelling on it. It's Move a on. figure of dumbness. Anyways, I'm not going to really go into Spencer's The dumbness only you would here. know. No, that was dumb. That was a wrong side of 30 when you're just... I'll say it, and I'll continue to say it. The wrong side of 30. You can't NBA get me basketball mad lifted. I'm just, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to understand, uh, you know, the... the I always get a mad lifted. It's okay. Yeah. Anyways, well, you're wearing an Xbox shirt. I don't know how bright you are, actually, but... Uh, it's very bright. Best value out there in video games, as I've said on several occasions. The Xbox Games Pass. Don't take the bait. <laughs> They're not likely physically LeBron. What do you mean by that, Frank? Warriors up one. That they They're only really up one? They Weren't they up like 15? What's with these guys at the end of games? 
It's say out. Two seconds left. They're up by two. Okay. Who's got the ball? Uh, oh, now they're up by, up by three. three. Yes. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Let me. I don't think I'm updated on, on, on the ESPN. They're up by three with 2.4 seconds left. Yeah, mine still shows a minute and 54. Minute, minute and 54. Uh, Gerald is not an ageist. I'm 54 years old, so I can't be an ageist until. So there you go. Wrong side of 30. I am on the wrong side of 30. You, Joe, are on the wrong side of 30. I'm not 30. I'm 45. Thus, you're on the Get wrong your lingo side. together. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. J- JHS is on the wrong league of 30 or 20 or 10. Gerald is an ageist. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie being a extended Laker, it's not something that I've thought of or I think we're in a position after two games to really assess yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it some more time. You need some more consistency. You need to... To see that you need to see this on a regular basis before you go ahead and you look at him as a, uh, you know, another year, sign him to a contract type deal. So yeah, that's no until no fight needed this time. So, well, Gerald will have a chance. So what's the point? Neither would Joe. Sure. Sure. What else he got for me? What else he got for me? Well, you're the host. The host what for the most, what, absolutely. What other snacks do you have for us? Until Wild, thank you so much again for the super chat. Truly appreciate it. But again, Spencer Dinwiddie, when it comes down to it, Joe's, you know, I don't know. Again, if he can shoot consistently at all, but 35, 37% from three, I think that makes him a more viable player out there for the Lakers. If he does revert back to his 32% that he's been shooting on the season, then it really becomes a lot harder for Lakers. But it's limited minutes. He can distribute. If he plays anywhere near the decent defense that the Lakers need in the backcourt, could be something the Lakers could take a look at for next year. The last thing I think Laker fans and Laker the Laker organization is thinking about is what the future holds for a buyout player. The concern right now is winning a championship. And then after that's going to be, is LeBron James going to want to continue to be a Laker? Those are the things that you should probably think about. Spencer Dinwiddie is probably 15th on the list once the summer hits. So I'm not really worried about it too much. How's he going to prove me wrong? I don't understand that question, Darren. I don't understand that comment. I never said anything. I just said he was, he was going to play. Let's see. I agree with you, play. Darren. Thank you for pointing that out. I agree with it. Kiss my ass. But anyways, when it comes right down to it, Darren, I don't understand how – I never said anything wrong. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. We've had these Lakers before where we get them on buyouts, and some have performed. We actually – Markeith Morris played a, a you know a pretty good role for the Lakers. He actually started, if you remember, during that bubble run. Joe. All I remember from Markeith is that beautiful pass to the front row uh, in game okay. five. See? But he he did give the Lakers minutes on a championship team. Look, uh, with all due respect to Markeith Morris, if Markeith Morris was a Charlotte Hornet that year, the Lakers still win the championship. Okay. Irrelevant. The discussion is irrelevant. I don't care about this stuff. I care about making sure when they get back from the All-Star, All-Star game break, they are focused on what's coming. 
What's coming is they got to go to San Francisco to start the second half of the season. And whether Trey Young is waiting at the altar for them in the summer or if Spencer Dinwiddie is going to give his undying loyalty to the Lakers at the end of the year is irrelevant. The, the important task right now is to make sure that those who have been playing well and consistent continue to do that because it'll make things a hell of a lot easier for them, the stars to be available in the end here to hopefully make a run as, as unlikely as it is to reach the top on this one. There's always a little bit of a gap that could get created, either a, a major injury, something like a Joel Embiid, uh, locker room strife, like I believe is going on in Milwaukee. See, it's not it's 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 a worrisome situation right now because Milwaukee hasn't figured it out. They barely beat Memphis today. The Sixers look like I don't. I, they look, they look like they're going to be probably done because I don't know if Joel Embiid's going to come back and play the way he's supposed to play. And they didn't help themselves by really getting anybody significant during the trade deadline, which Golden I thought State they did would. win, by the way. Hmm? They did pull it out at the end. Who? Golden State. Yeah, yeah, I already knew that. three. They were up three with... Uh, two seconds left. With two yes. seconds, yeah. Good. Yes. Thanks for interrupting me. Of the, course. Um, so... Now that Celtic thing starts to get more and more irritating. Now we're going to have to sit here and if the Lakers don't go to the promised land or at least have a chance at the promised land, we have to cheer for Denver or the freaking Clippers to win. Southern Comfort, he talked about Trey Young at the beginning of the show. Just let you know. We might high octane. We might. I don't know yet. I have some things brewing on Sunday. I might and I might not. We'll know probably closer to that time. Yeah, Trey Young, uh, there's a distraction with that. I believe it's a distraction. I guess we got something different because the NBA has been a bore fest this year in terms of excitement. Would I be more irritated if the Clippers or Boston? No, 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 no. It depends on who they play. So if the Clippers play Boston in the finals, you better be hoping the Clippers win. Yeah. We don't want Boston to get number 18. Hate both of them. Number 18. I don't like Boston. I like their players. I don't hate the Clippers. They just trash. What's up, sports baby? How you doing? Yeah. It's not going to be a great thing for the Lakers if they move into that brand new arena and they put up a banner first day there. So won't be a great thing. But then again... We don't want Boston. That's Boston 18 is the one we don't want. I don't have any, I'm not thinking about anything about what they do in their own arena. I'm just, whatever. I don't, I don't care about the Clippers. They mean nothing to me. They're a loser franchise that non dick their entire existence. So why would I worry about the Clippers? He was asking me a question. Yeah, well, I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Sounds like you'll be irritated. No, I'm not irritated. Just because I am stern in what I'm saying doesn't mean I'm irritated. Alice, never hope so. Alice, you want in a series against the Clippers in Boston, you want Boston to win? The Darren, I agree. That is the worst nightmare. 
I'm just curious with the Lakers fans out there. The worst what, what nightmare you... is Boston winning it. Yeah. It doesn't matter who they play. It, it matters that they, if they win it. Uh, and get number 18. The Lakers That's... got very, very lucky that Steph went into God mode the last three games of the finals in 2022. Otherwise, that would have been a disaster. It's going to be very hard. Milwaukee, can they find enough defense? Uh, Philadelphia? There's something off in Milwaukee. Something mental. It, It's, uh, what's the correlation? Uh, God, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but there's something going on in Milwaukee. However, it could mean something good for later. So I'm not saying anything's going to happen here, but if Milwaukee really eats dirt, in the playoffs, I'm talking they get smoked in the second round. I don't think they're going to lose in the first round like they did last year. I think they'll they'll win in, in, in the first round. But if they get smoked in the second round after getting Dane Willard to play with Giannis, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be something happening there. There's some I believe something's going to happen where they're going to have to do take somebody out. I don't think they're going to take Giannis out. Uh, Giannis would have to really go, I'm done with Milwaukee, get me out of here. Uh, but I do think that there's some of the things that are going to happen. Like uh, That's a very bold statement, Alice. She would want Boston to win or in a Boston Clipper series. Why would you want Boston, Alice? That doesn't make any sense. Dad hates the Clippers that much. Why do you hate the Clippers? Why do you hate a team that has done nothing? Since their existence, we're talking about Buffalo Braves. We're talking about San Diego Clippers. We're talking about LA Clippers since 1983. I'm sorry, 84. Why? Why would you care? If you're a true Laker fan, you don't care what the Clippers do. They can flaunt their number, their one title, and then you could just tell them, hey, we got 17 of those. Where you at? Try to catch up. By the way, they're not going to get there anyways. You, you, you really think. Kawhi Leonard can play five more months. You have to play five more months to win the title. Five more months. February, March, April, May, June. Five. June, if they play in a six, seven game series, it's going to be mid-June. And I'm pretty comfortable in saying whoever gets to the finals is going to probably play six games this year. That's always the safe bet. No so, one said they're leaving L.A. They're just moving to Inglewood. Well, technically, yeah. they are leaving L.A., actually. They're going to Inglewood. Right next to the forum, right next to so, uh, right next to the stadium. So, yeah, it's all right there. Let me ask you this, Joe. When it comes right down to it, the Lakers have had a very up-and-down season with the highs of the IST and the lows of – well, they've, they've really looked bad at times. Uh, some really bad losses, the Brooklyn loss, the San Antonio loss. There's been other losses that have been pretty pathetic as well. Uh, this has been an up and down season for the Lakers. When you look back upon it, 30 and 26 after 56 games, we've really been hard on the Lakers at times. Who do you think coming out of the break the Lakers really are? Do you think they're a prime contender in the Western Conference, or do you think it's, you know, you do do you not want to get everybody's expectations high because of the six, you know, some winners of six out of seven. Do you really think the Lakers can go ahead and do some damage? Because again, we've seen an up and down season from the team so far. And like right now heading to the break, they're on a high, but 
again, we saw this coming out of the IST as well. Uh, the difference between the IST and now is D'Angelo Russell's playing out of his mind. He's playing like an all-star. Reeves is playing better than he did in December. Ruiz, the, the, the question all year was, why aren't you playing Rui Hachimura more minutes? Uh, I know that there was some injury issues with his face and all that. I, I don't know if that played a factor in it. I don't know if there was certain things that Rui wasn't doing that was not making Darvin happy. I don't know if Darvin had a uh, pro, uh, proactive setup for him to get to this spot. But have you noticed since Rui has started, the Lakers are playing really well? And if that continues, if these these three key things continue, we already know that AD is not going to change. We know that LeBron is not going to change. So you have five players now that are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, and some of them are doing it above, above what we, we need. Rui dropping 37, right? I mean, that's that that guy's that guy is a fifth option on this team dropping 37. That's a pretty cool option to have. And then you got Spencer Dinwiddie, who you brought in for nothing, who's calling off Austin Reeves, penetrating, drawing a drawing a second player, and then dishing and getting an easy basket. That's fundamental basketball what have we said all year about fundamental basketball what have the lakers been doing recently with fundamental basketball they've been executing it their offense has been a a wrecking machine keep that up why would they they're not going to lose they're just not going to lose how are they going to lose if you're fundamentally playing the correct way and you're scoring 130 points every game you said they have to go 20 and six realistically, not even 18 and eight that they went after the trade deadline like they did last time. You said they have to go 20 and six. Yes, my prediction is based off of how how the teams ahead of them are playing this year. When you when you extrapolate the the wins and how that's playing out. It's, it's a safe bet that they would need to win 50 games to guarantee themselves a playoff spot without a play-in. They could still win 48 and get in as a sixth seed, but based off of so far the games played, that's not the case. It, you would need Phoenix, you would need Dallas to kind of crap the bed at that point. Yeah, if, if they miss the playoffs... Uh, boy, I don't, I, that's a great question. I didn't even think about that. I honestly don't know. You would need to have LeBron opt out and you would need Polinka and Jeannie to say, go wherever you want. I don't know if they have the nuts to do that. That's they're the more, thing though. They're more, they're more apt to extend LeBron than to tell him to be on his way. Making the wise decision isn't always the decision the Lakers want to make. The Lakers balance two things when it comes to their team. They balance the prestige and they battle the ability to be contenders. So if they can't be contenders, they still want the prestige because they already tried the let's 
let's suck for a few years and get high draft picks. And that resulted in Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Not exactly four guys that are going to carry a legacy for the Lakers. Julius Randle, a good player. D'Angelo Russell, if he's playing like this, obviously a very good player, but he's been, let's say, a, a C-plus to a B-minus player, right? Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. That's where he's agree. been. Brandon Ingram, another B-minus, C-plus player. Lonzo Ball, uh, at this point, C-minus because he can't stay healthy. So what's the alternative? The alternative in that is I'd rather have a LeBron James and an AD on my team than not. <laughs> and and if I if I have those guys and we're not winning, it's better than not having those guys and not winning. <laughs> and the draft this year is going to be horrid according to the metrics. So how do you not how it's very difficult to take these chances, but it, it is the Lakers. There's probably going to always be someone that either comes to LA or gets or asks to be traded to LA. It never changes, guys. It's been going on since 1975, and probably even before then. I just have memory of Kareem coming, Bob McAdoo coming, Jamal Wilkes coming, Byron Scott getting traded for Norm Nixon, Falgasol, CP3 before that got nixed, Trevor Ariza. I mean, the Lakers get Robert Ory. I mean, these guys in L.A., whether it was Jack Kent Cook whether it was Jerry Buss, whether it's Genie, it's Hollywood, it's L.A., it's the Lakers. Yes, we may stink for a while, but there's always going to be someone in the wings somewhere that's going to want to come here. LeBron had no reason to come to L.A. when he did. The Hollywood thing was a farce. No one in Hollywood is giving LeBron James any clout in that industry. They don't even want to give their A-list actors any clout let alone someone who's just an athlete playing basketball. It, that, 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 that was never it. You want to say it was a family move? Absolutely it was a family move. It played a big part. Why? Because when you're rich and you live in Southern California, it's a pretty good life, even a, a crap hole like L.A. If you're rich and you live in L.A., it's actually pretty good because you can go to Malibu, you can go to the, the Palisades, you can go to Calabasas. There's outlets there if you have a lot of money. You can, you can enjoy Southern California and the L.A. area. When you're rich and the weather's good, obviously, you know, the weather's good. They're not going back to Miami. Then I got to go to Orlando. Then I got to go to San Francisco. So here you are. LA is probably the best spot. And there was money to be spent for someone like LeBron. And that's it. So I wouldn't worry too much. You know, Laker fans, we're spoiled. We want more. And really, the we, we don't stay down too long. Was a legacy do- move. Lakers on the most story for be a franchise. LeBron's legacy is cemented one with three teams. Uh, I now it's a legacy move. I could say if he hadn't won a championship, it would be a bad move. And he calls himself the king. Well, he made that official wearing purple and gold, the colors of royalty. He brought a Larry O'Brien trophy to L.A., the Lakers. <laughs> he put a banner up in the in the rafters as the self-proclaimed king wearing purple and gold. Hey, it's fitting. 
He earned it. He got it. He got, regardless of what happens from here on out, he did his job. We just wish we could do one more with the talent of AD LeBron. We believe that LeBron and AD warrant two championships in this run. They're going to probably have to do it this year because next year they would need a third superstar in his prime like a Trey Young. Otherwise, they're going to be – I mean, I guess I guess they – could could D'Angelo Russell play better next year? Could he sustain what he's doing now? Austin Reeves, does Austin Reeves have more room to improve? I don't think does, you're going to get any better performance out of D'Lo than what you're getting now. Okay, good. Then we would take that. Austin Reeves, we would take that. The things that would change. Uh, Rui, we would take that. What happens now is we can't get ourselves, in tr- when I say ourselves as in the Laker organization, be careful. Don't do what you did. Don't do, don't do what you did in the summer of 2021 and, and try to get that third star and compromise the full team. If Rui and Austin and D'Lo play well throughout the season, and let's say they lose to Denver in seven games in the Western Conference Final. Let's say that happens. That's not likely going to be the fault of Austin, D'Lo, and Rui. That's going to be maybe a missed shot, maybe just Denver hit seven more threes than we thought they were, and they won the game. You got to be careful. If you go into that summer saying we need to get a third star, be careful because those guys are going to be battle-tested after a series like that. If you feel like they are, and LeBron has another year or two in tank, add a couple more guys in the summer that are, that are not from the Miami freaking heat and can, can be a, a, a solid backup center, please. And if Spencer is a two, three year backup uh, point guard, then you have the guy right there that could, that could do that. Think smart in the end. Don't go get someone because you want the flash. It's a lot of scenarios here that have to play out. Now, if they go in the playoffs and Austin Reeves is getting burned left and right, they lose in the first round in a sweep. D'Angelo is nowhere to be found. Rui is doing okay. Okay. Then, then, then you have probably a little bit more room to kind of figure out the next step. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It's a Lakers snack pack, everyone. Truly appreciate you being here. Please like and subscribe, especially out there on Facebook. Please, we need more followers on Facebook. So go ahead, follow us today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And shout out to the Philippines 
thousands of Filipino viewers saw all of our content yesterday. So it is greatly appreciated by all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break, as is everyone out there taking the time out of their day to catch us right here at the LFB. Prom Child asks, do you guys agree with Stone that we have a 0% chance at the chip this year? I won't say it's a zero, but things are not lining up as well, Joe, as they did last year with an injured Memphis team, especially along their front line. Then Golden State, a team that uh, we played against that we really outmatched, just threw a whole bunch of sides at them that they could not handle. It's going to be, I think, a little bit more difficult than it was last season to get where the Lakers got to or even get higher to the NBA Finals. Two weeks ago, I was at zero. Right now, I'm at 1%. Yes. We're going to do the Jim Carrey. So you're telling me there's a chance. There was a chance with 0%. There's always a chance. Always a chance. There's always a chance. Remember, the East sucks. And if and Jamal Murray of Denver has had a habit of getting injured, if he gets injured, I'm not hoping for that, by the way, I'm just saying if he were to get injured, Denver completely comes down a level. I'm talking really, really, really bad level. They need him. And then you have a Minnesota team and an Oklahoma City team that are not battle-tested in those type of games. You still have a shot with those guys, as talented as they are. Then you have the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers have two guys, Paul Paul George a little bit better to me than, John, than, than James Harden, but two guys in a lot of ways that could be good, but they've shown that they're not good when it matters. And on top of that, you have Kawhi Leonard who doesn't make it in the end over and over again. Will his knees, will his hip, will his whatever make it five more months? And, and, and the answer is no from what we've seen recently. So really, imagine if the Lakers play Oklahoma City in the first round. Let's say Oklahoma City ends up being a fourth seed and they're a fifth seed. And the Lakers take them out. And then Jamal Murray gets hurt. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of things that can go the, the Lakers' way and open it up. You remember Phoenix in 2021, Gerald? Yes. Every team they played, the team they played had some kind of injury, major injury. They go to the finals. They go up 2-0. That, that series should have ended in five at the most. But what happened? They couldn't make one or two baskets, as talented as they were, when that mattered. And then Milwaukee won four straight to win the championship. NBA's become very fickle, other than the finals last year and uh, the Western Conference finals. Well, actually, the Denver in general in the, in the playoffs. The, the Denver Nuggets looked like the Lakers in 2020 in the Western Conference final in the Western Conf, uh, Western Conference playoffs. That happens in the West a lot. That's happened in the West a lot since 1999. The Spurs of 99, the Lakers in 01, um, San Antonio in 2014. The Lakers in 2009, I mean, some of those games did go seven, but I don't think anybody really thought the Lakers were going to lose to the Houston Rockets, even though they took them the distance. Uh, they beat Denver in six, closed out in Denver, and then they beat Orlando in five. So it's it's a 
West is is, is still going to be the, the team to beat unless somebody gets injured. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So when it comes right down to it, Joe, Denver, I think, is the team that everybody is pointing towards as the defending champions. They cause a problem for everyone, not just having Jokic out there, but the size that they could throw along the front line. Aaron Gordon can defend literally anyone one through five. And then you're not even talking about Jamal Murray, who was such a key factor for the Nuggets last year. That is the thing in the Lakers Nuggets series you have to look at again. That was the X factor of that series. And you got to find a way to slow them down in order to go ahead and advance beyond the Nuggets, whoever it is, whether it's the Lakers, Kings, T-Wolves, Clippers, Celtics, anyone. I think right now you still have to say the Nuggets should be the favorite going into the The best setup for the Lakers, uh, based off how they're playing right now, is if they can get a fifth seed and Oklahoma City ends up in the fourth seed, that's a favorable as good as Oklahoma City is with Shea Gilgis, Chet, but Chet is a rookie and eh, he's he's going to have to play above his head a little bit, and that's usually hard for a rookie. But if they were to play Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round, I think there's a there's a really good chance a five can beat a four. There are three and a half games out of fifth place, just to yeah. let you know. Just just throw that out there. If that were to happen and the Minnesota maintains the first seed, then you're looking at the Lakers facing Oklahoma City if they win that series and then likely Minnesota winning their first round series. Lakers play Minnesota in the second round. Clippers and Denver probably play in the second round. It's so funny, uh, Joe. I don't know if you heard in that Golden State game, uh, they threw out a new lineup in Golden State and uh, Clay Thompson was not part of that starting lineup. First time in 12 years. Yep. So what does he go out and do in 28 minutes? Uh, 35 points. <laughs> Motivation is an amazing thing when you when you talk it about is, great players. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Seven threes. Yeah. Just very interesting to see uh, how he lit it up tonight and how he was affected by it. So absolutely. Uh, is it something they're going to revisit? I'm sure they're going to take a, definitely a look at it across the all-star break. Uh, but it is the Lakers fast break. Joe, uh, again, the Lakers 30 and 26, kind of a precarious position because winning six of their last seven has instilled a lot of confidence in the base, the fan base that's out there for our show and that's out there in Lakers Nation. So, I mean, a lot of people are now thinking that the playoffs play in is something that's not only just a reality, it's just a formality at this point about how much damage the Lakers can do in the upcoming playoffs. So well, I just the, want you to keep things in perspective. Well, the, the the reason why there's hope right now is they didn't just beat low-end teams in that. They beat mm-hmm. Boston in Boston without their stars. They beat New York a couple nights later in New York. Very good teams right there. Charlotte, yeah, they stink good. They were competitive until the last minute and a half against Denver. Uh, New Orleans, they beat handedly, beat New Orleans the next night. They did what they were supposed to do against Detroit. And then, of course, won in Utah without LeBron, which no matter what time, no matter who's on the team, on the road to Utah on the back of a, on the back end of a back-to-back is always difficult. And they smoked Utah once they 
created distance in the fourth in the, in the in the end of the third quarter. Those are the type of things that that those are what championship teams do. What the Lakers did this last seven games is what championship teams do. And it's not us. There shouldn't be a surprise. You have to you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team. And you have role players that are playing like all-stars. This is this is simple, folks. You make shots, you win. You 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 play cohesive fundamental basketball, you, you're more than likely going to win. And there's no reason at this point, after seven games, seven games is a lot. It's a lot of games during a season. You're talking about almost 10% of the season. You're, you're showing something right now that you haven't shown since the tournament. And if you come in game one after the All-Star break and you smoke Golden State in San Francisco, that thing is just going to keep building. It's just going to keep building. And that's that's an important, that's an important uh, topic of discussion for the Laker management and coaching. Hey, you go beat Golden State and then you smoke San Antonio the next night at home. You're 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 now six games above 500. Now the next two games are going to be a little difficult. You're going to be playing Phoenix and Phoenix, and then you're going to be playing the Clippers. If you split that, I don't think you're hurting still. You open up the first four games winning three of four. And that's what we said. We said three of four every week. That's what we want. Then you go on a favorable run from February 29th until March 10th. February 29th until March 10th. You do not leave L.A. You play Washington, Denver, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minnesota. Very, very good teams in there. But you are at home. One thing the Lakers do have to do is play a lot better on the road, Joe. And they have been as of late, but they do have the worst record of any of those 10 teams in the Western Conference on the road. Finding a focus more on the road will be a key, I think, to the Lakers and how well they'll do and how high they'll place in the Western Conference before the season is up. And that's that's why that starting off on the road for four series situation is 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 hard to gauge they would have to make history more than likely to go to go all the way they're not gonna get a home court advantage in the first round unless they face the clippers they have to luck out there that's it's difficult it's just difficult to start every series on the road it the pressure is much much tighter for the for the guys around LeBron and AD and playing in altitude in Denver's going to be a issue like it was yeah it, it, it is but I I didn't notice uh, an issue with Utah Utah has some altitude as well well you, they, they've now distanced themselves because of their loss tonight Utah is four games behind the Lakers and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you could pretty much say the 10 teams in the Western Conference right now Golden State being 10th. I think those are your 10 teams in Western Conference. It just depends on where they fit. And I know Frank is a is regular in our chat. Greatly appreciate it. He's a Dallas Mavericks fan. 
We haven't even talked about them. They're riding high in a six-game winning streak. They're talking, I'm sure, in the way that we are in regards to what damage they can do come playoff time. They have Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic can win a game by himself. Mm-hmm. And a healthy Kyrie, they're a problem. The The 50 wins is based off of who's in front of them. Who's in front of them is Phoenix and Dallas and Sacramento. Sacramento seems to be a team that's now starting to understand that they are a perennial playoff contender. You have to get past those guys to get to the fifth seed. It's going to be very, very difficult. You have to win a lot. Phoenix, Pelicans, Dallas, Kings are all formidable. And then you have Golden State that's tied in the loss column with the Lakers. So you're dealing with five teams plus them. It's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, the West is just, it's a, it's a very, very difficult (laughs) conference and you gotta win. You gotta win the games you're supposed to win and you gotta win the games that you're not supposed to win most of the time. Uh, There is no room for error. You had all your errors before now. There's no more room for error. You have to win three of the next four games the rest of the year every week with the exception of a couple here and there. That's it. There's nothing else to say other than that's 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 the place you've put yourself in. So you're saying, again, you're, you're stressing everybody out there, 20 and 6 has to be the... Uh... Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 20 and 6. 20 and 6 wins, fit, wins you 50 games. I feel pretty comfortable in saying if they can make that happen, they're likely going to get a fifth or a sixth seed. Unless, of course, Dallas goes on a 12-game winning streak. (laughs) Something like that. Well, Dallas has been playing well, better than anyone right now in the NBA with six straight wins, along with the Boston Celtics, whose last loss was the Lakers. So there he goes. They're hottest teams heading into the All-Star break. Lakers are not too far behind with six out of seven that they've won. So obviously a lot of people are very encouraged by seeing what they've seen so far heading into the break. But the injuries, I think, is something that I think we need to address before we head on out, my friend. When it comes right down to it, we're probably going to get Max Christie and Cam Reddish back just after the All-Star break. But you have pretty much signed off on Vando being gone for the rest of the season. I still want to hear it first from the doctors before we go ahead and save that for sure. Uh, and Gabe Vincent, this is beginning to look more and more like it's a lost season for him. But again, we don't have 100% clarification on that as well. Cam Reddish coming back, Max Christie coming back. How is Darvin Ham going to distribute minutes to those two? And then with the new arrival in Dinwiddie and a Dorian Prince. And is he going to keep Rui in there for 30 to 35 minutes, please? I'm drinking water, Jeremy. It's not it's not a nightcap. This is a snack pack. <laughs> it's a snack pack, yes. Nightcaps only come after the <sighs> Lakers games. So snack uh, the nightcap is a cap on the evening. Now that can vary depending on what game and time that game is. It's difficult for those on the East Coast to watch, though. So I'm assuming they could probably catch the show at the end of. But it's not. It's not fun on a nightcap to watch it in the morning. 
But we're trying to do our best to figure that out still. The nightcap will always be called the nightcap, but the show will have a name. It will have a solidified name very, very, very soon. I do have plans for that. There's going to be production value behind it. You guys are going to see more of a an advancement in what the show will be. Uh, Tyrone, I want to go ahead and let you know. Yeah, you said that Gabe Vincent back in March, but I want to make, clarify. Excuse that me, was, Jer- that excuse was... me, Gerald. Uh, Jeremy, you know what I'm going to do for you? The next nightcap I have, I will have wine with you. I have plenty of wine. I'm, I'm. There was a phase back in college where I drank wine a little bit more than than, than normal, but I, I, I'm, I'm just not a drinker, folks. I drink because I'm talking to you guys, or I'm with friends. That's it. I don't drink at home by myself so but what i will do is i will uncork a wine bottle on air and i will have wine with you my friend so you want to say i'm a big merlot guy when i well let me let me just say to tyrone tyrone that was 10 days ago that they thought he was on track for a march return that was according to bleacher report cbs sports reported three days ago that his return date is still uncertain so a lot of speculation on when Gabe Vincent will come back, if he does Gabe come back Vincent, at all. What are you, forget about Gabe Vincent, folks. It's over. Forget about that guy. That guy's done. Uncorked with Jones. Maybe I should have a different name of the show every show. What do you think? Uncorked with Joe Soros. That's going to get harder and harder right? to do as time goes on. <laughs> Merlot. Have a Merlot with Joe. See, it kind of rhymes. Uh, Vando update is well at the time of injury they went uh, they said three to four weeks they'll evaluate it from there didn't say three to four weeks he would be ready to go three to four weeks they would evaluate how bad the foot still is if it needed surgery or if he could rehabilitate it for a later this season return so yeah yeah, Tyrone yeah please do not rush him back the Lakers did that before he did that before Uh, Gabe Vincent Gabe they, Vincent is a walking corpse this year, guys. Get they rushed him back it. and and he got instantly hurt again. Yeah, no, forget it. It's over. The heat, I, the, he's dead. He, he he's he's lukewarm heat. But one of the questions I want to hit you up before we leave, my friend, is Darvin Ham himself. It was asked in the chat earlier today on the Lakers Fast Break, the best Lakers community that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Do you see Darvin Ham finishing out the season, and do you see him as the coach starting for next year? I said yes, much to my chagrin, because the Lakers, as you've seen, even when we got to the lowest of lows, they still didn't go ahead and uh, you know go and make the move on that. Unless the Lakers really tank in this next 36 games uh, or 26 games, I don't think that uh, that Ham's uh, job is in any danger, unfortunately. No, Ham is going to finish the year out. Yeah. Uh, whether he is the coach next year will depend on how they finish this year. And, I mean, does he is get there to, a like, coach? Is there a coach this summer that the Lakers would do any kind of investigation on? The answer to me is no. They have no clue how to hire a coach. Let me throw this at you. If you had to choose one to replace Rob or Darvin. I'm saying Rob because by getting, by getting um, 
Bob Myers, he's going to get his own coach. So, Rob. I would when, say if Bob, Bob Myers is out there. You have to you have to go get him. Yeah. That's not a guy you let go. That's what I've been saying for months, Joe. That's like not getting Bill Belichick in, in 2000. You that that it, it's, yeah, it's a Bob Myers had a successful tenure at Golden State, but he's still capable. Bill Belichick was hired by the Cleveland Browns. That didn't work out a lot because he didn't have enough time to build anything there. The Cleveland Browns ended up leaving Cleveland in 1996. And Art Modell, who had no idea how to run a football team at that point in this day and age, he was still probably thinking that putting money in a, in a savings account would get you interest on your money enough to you know take you to retirement. That's where his mind was in business at the time. That didn't work out mainly because of that. Uh, Bill Belichick ended up getting the right opportunity in New England uh, because he, he's, he's a great coach. Well, Bob Myers should be able to get a great opportunity because he's a great GM. I would love to have Bob Myers as a GM, and then he can pick the right coach. I, I would have feel pretty comfortable about that too. Okay. What I will say, though, is it is great to have you here. It's the Lakers fast break. This is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so, so much for watching this. I mean, if the Lakers don't finish the season well, uh, he's going to be coming under a lot of scrutiny, not just who, because of the fact he did. Rob. You, 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 you kind of muted out. What was who's under a lot of scrutiny? Rob, if the. No, he's not going anywhere. anywhere. Gerald, sorry. Okay. So Genie is infatuated with Kobe and having somebody that Kobe knew. I don't know what it is with these freaking people and their feelings. He's not family. He he was he was Kobe's agent. They're not a he's not a bus. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Is 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 Rob capable of making a transaction that can put this team into another title run. That's really what he has to work for right now. We'll see what happens, though. But it's the Lakers fast break. Joe Soro and Gerald Glassford, thanks again for watching this. Hey, Baney, what's up, brother? <laughs> good to see you. Zuraya, Baney, good to see you, Joe. All right. Uh, Jeremy says, yeah, I don't understand the infatuation with Rob either. Obviously, like uh, Joe said, there could be that Relation to Kobe as his eight longtime agent, so that could be the issue. Ah, there. Come on, Empire Jeff, are you kidding me, man? You really think they built that team? I know he didn't draft Curry. I know he didn't draft Clay, but he did bring in Kevin Durant. Or are we going to say that Steph Curry was the guy that brought him in? I think he helped build that team to four championships, Joe. What's so funny? You cannot tell me with any straight face anyone out there he that drafted Rob, Draymond. Well, again, you cannot, you cannot tell me with any straight face that Rob Palinka is a better GM or vice pre, you know, president in charge of basketball operations, et cetera, et cetera, than Bob Myers is. What cannot makes a great GM then? I don't know. Those those four titles that Bob Myers has is pretty good. But 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 we're getting we're he didn't draft Clay. He left. Steph, Bob so left. Sudden, right. Well, when, no. but when did they start winning championships, DJ? 
Okay. You weren't saying that. Okay. Well, Jeremy's saying, why did Golden State get rid of Bob? Anyways, Bob left. Here's my theory. Bob left because I believe he wanted to revamp the team and Steph Curry vetoed it. He didn't want Clay traded. I don't know necessarily if he demanded that the Draymond not get traded or signed, but for sh- I am pretty positive that he put his foot down that he didn't want Clay to go. Yeah. Bob left. Bob, Bob left. Yeah, Bob. He, he, he fulfilled his contract and left. Yep. Yeah. Our assumption, it's not public record. Our assumption, our analyzation, if you will, is that he left because I I think he wanted to revamp the team. I think he wanted to trade Clay. I think he probably would have let Draymond Green go or traded him for assets or what. And I don't think certain people on the team wanted that. And he's like, well, if you guys aren't going to let me general manage, then I might as well go somewhere else. Ossie uh, says he's heard the same thing. So, yep. Uh, I mean, it's just something that that it's widely speculated on. Only Bob knows the answer. Jerry to it, West so. advises, folks. He advised in Memphis. He advised in Golden State. I think the biggest thing with... He's advising with the Clippers. He's advising with the Clippers. The biggest thing with Jerry West during his tenure as a warrior was he was adamant. And this is really public. You can read it if you go on Google. He was really adamant about not trading Clay for Kevin Love. Okay. That saved that saved the Golden State dynasty. He said, "I'm telling Jerry West is the greatest executive in sports history, not because he was a Laker either. He just, in my book, he's number one. Too many dynasty shifting decisions that that guy made. It's ridiculous how good he is." We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a great conversation. Joe, looks like we got a lot more conversations to go. Hopefully we get some good guests in here along in the interim as far as the All-Star break as well. So uh, Empire says, wasn't Jerry the VP of basketball operations in Memphis, then consulting in Golden State and Clips? Yes, and when he went to Memphis, Memphis went the three straight playoffs after he arrived in Memphis. I know they didn't win any games, but Memphis wasn't doing jack squat for how long? Jeremy, maybe it's also an issue of Bob wanting the right job, the right, the right position, the right team with the right amount of assets or things he can do to build a team. If you have a team that's depleted of assets, uh, let's say like, I don't know, um, it's a team that has uh, a lot of issues going forward. I mean, let's go with Detroit. Detroit is a team that that does have some young assets, does have some you know, first-round picks and whatnot, but they've also made a lot of mistakes. And uh, Troy Weaver is, I think, on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to good or bad GMs. So I think, really think he's done a terrible job. So if they were to go ahead like tomorrow – 
and that job becomes available. Yeah, it's, I think it's a matter of where Bob Myers wants to pick and choose his next location, you know, other than just take the first thing that comes along, Joe. Yeah, they made a mistake, sports baby, by not improving the coaching. Matter of fact, it, it, in my book, it, it downgraded. There was no reason to fire Frank Vogel. I, I yeah, offensively, I you could have find you could have you know gotten and brought another coach in there to help and assist on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, he knew his stuff, Joe. Yeah, if you if you were if you were gonna fire Frank Vogel, who just won a championship a few years earlier with some of the best defense I've ever seen. I know Anthony Davis is there, uh, but again, the KCP made KCP a better defensive player, made uh, Alex Caruso a better defensive player, made Kuzma a better defensive player. I'll at least give him that. Come on. Why would you – why? For for Darvin Ham? No, you don't do that. You, you keep Frank Vogel – Unless something happened and you decide that you made the Yudoka wants to come to LA, then at that point you're like, okay, this guy's a much better coach. We can we can roll with this. Or Nick Nurse. I was looking at Nick Nurse when I start hearing rumors about him leaving Toronto. I'm still puzzled by that. Why would you let go of Nick Nurse? For what? How are you going to get a better coach than that? Or maybe he wanted to leave. I don't know, but I. I you gotta you gotta replace Frank Vogel with someone like that for for it to make sense, and they didn't. They actually hired a worse coach. Rondo cannot be a coach in the NBA, folks. He Not cannot be a coach in the NBA. I want you guys to hear me when I say this. I, I'll tell you why. He would make these guys cry like biatches. Rondo is cut from a completely different fabric. That guy has no chill when he's on. I, I disagree and I agree with uh, Joe in the statement that I disagree. I think he would be an excellent coach in the league, but due to his legal troubles and legal issues, it will now no longer happen. His latest legal issue, was it January it happened in the Indiana incident? I think it uh, was January. But yeah, it uh, that well, the, he's persona non grata as far as getting a coaching job for now in the NBA. He would have needed a Tim Duncan like player or a Dirk Nowitzki for for him to have longevity. Someone he could unleash on the number one guy in front of the rest, and they they'd all fall in line. I'll look Not, it up for you, but it happened in Indiana, so I mean, I'll look it up for you, Jeremy. I'll provide the link. He had a gun and weed, right? I think so, but I'm going to get it right now. I, it's like. Over a month now. And if it's in Indiana, in Indiana, what exactly was he not allowed to have a gun in Indiana? Don't they have open carry in Indiana? It is. It is gun and drug charges. Yeah. And, and weed is likely illegal still in Indiana, right? Yeah. Okay. So again, just legalize it across the board. No. 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 Okay. Because I'm already tired of um, smelling it when I go to Disneyland or Vegas or L.A., or New York. That's the first place when you I was a kid. want to make it legal, fine. Make it legal, but you can't smoke it outside. You already do that with cigarettes. I don't want my kids smelling weed when we're walking around trying to eat cotton candy. All right? That's where I draw the line. <laughs> That's the first place I actually smelled 
uh, weed was at Disneyland. That's so funny when I was a young man. It's just like, I'm not making this up. What is the smell? What is it? It's true. You go to Disneyland, sure enough, whether it's It's a Small World, Utopia, you'll you'll smell it. If he had had a gun, I guarantee you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. If it was just a gun, it was the weed that got him. And then they added the gun. Uh, it's misdemeanor gun and drug charges. I thought he had a battery too, but I was maybe it's a domestic issue or something. I thought he had domestic issue, but I guess not. So, but yeah, I just I don't think he is. I don't. I really don't think it's going to be. Looks like I look that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything more. No, it's just gun and it's just gun. But yeah, I just don't think he'll be allowed to coach. I think he would be a coach good coach i disagree with joe I, I think he would be a good coach but i think it right no, now no, 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 you're not a, no he would be a good coach i'm not saying he wouldn't be a good but, coach but coaching in the nba is not about being a good coach i guarantee you 20 of the 30 teams have very good coaches the, the difference though is who's going to listen to them and most of the time these nba players do not and then those coaches don't can't communicate with them and they become not good coaches because they can't stay where they're at. You're talking about a league where coaches, Dwayne Casey won a freaking coach of the year, and he got fired after that same year. How does that happen? I just think, again, uh, he because of his uh, legal issues, he probably will not be given that opportunity. So, As much as uh, I was and pining for it about a year issues. ago. We're talking about coaching now. I'm talking about coaching. I said last year I thought his personality is too rough for these guys. These guys are weaning. exactly what they need. That that doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. They're gonna cry and they're gonna go tell the GM I'm leaving or trade me or get rid of the coach. And in the NBA, there's only like 15 players that move the needle. If that, they're not gonna say, "Oh no, Trey Young, we can't fire the coach." They're like, oh, shoot, we're going to lose Trey Young. We better fire the coach twice. So would you be opposed to Trey Young coming to the Lakers? Uh, EJ, Emei didn't have a six-shooter and drugs in his situation. He was just dipping his pencil in the, or the pen in, his, in the company. Comedy Inc. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. What was your question again? I know. I like Kurt Affair's answer to Empire Jeff on that. Emei is a great age jerk. <laughs> I like Kurt Affair's answer to that. Emei probably threatens the players by saying he'll hook up with their wives. Oh, man, that's funny. I'm saying how he is with players. Uh, so, Trey Young. Would you be a- <sighs> Go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. Trey Young, do you think it, it is an actual viable option this summer? I don't know. Lakers? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe anything these guys leak anymore because it's all a show. Okay. If it's a viable option, get ready to trade D'Lo. Assign, assign, sign and trade. Sign and trade D'Lo. They're going to send out Reeves. They're going to send out all three draft picks, and they might need to have a third team to give them more draft picks and another player. It would be a a haul. It would be a haul. Kurt Affair, man, I tell you, you're you slay us, Matt Barnes. Love that reference. Dante says six shooter. There you go. But everyone, I truly appreciate you being here. Thanks again. Uh, Looking forward to a great week of uh, Lakers fast break programming. 
Joe, my friend. It's been a great evening for everyone out there talking Lakers, trying to keep that get you, you know, get your fix, get your snack pack full of Lakers each and every day. But any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Yes. Please hurry this damn breakup so that we can uh get back to real basketball again. I'm always enjoying this last week and a half. You, I mean, you're st- you're st- considering watching the All Star game. I really don't want to watch it because it's not fun to watch. Well, anymore. it's back to East and West, so that's a good thing. That's that's a good thing, but they still won't be trying very hard. Uh, well, only one way to find out. Let's hope it's not the monstrosity that the NFL put out between the Super Bowl and the. You like the flag football deal? No, I didn't even watch. I barely allowed myself to watch the highlights. It, it's it's. I got I got crap from some Yahoo on here for calling certain people the B word. You can honestly have the gall to to be in the chat and 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 get irritated that I called these guys that. When you watch what happened in the NFL Pro Bowl and what has been happening in the NBA All-Star Game, well, you think I'm afraid of these? Just because I can't jump out the building or make a tackle from the secondary, what is that? I have every right, and I'm justified, to call those guys pansies but with the other word. Because of those things. Seriously. They were playing the Pro Bowl with some competitiveness for years. Worrying about getting hurt. Every five seconds, it's always, I'm worried about getting hurt. I'm going to go. You saw what happened to Greenlaw. Greenlaw was running onto the freaking field and he tore his that, Achilles. That sucked. Absolutely okay? You're going to get hurt anyways. What, what difference does it make? Especially then. Yahoo is the uh, is the PG version, right? I he said to... rhymes with itch. Yeah, itch. There you go. Gerald just made a new word. I'm gonna start calling people itches. It's good. Good job, G. You <laughs> just he created got, a uh, word. That's he perfect. Got, he got called out for it, uh, so and I thought that the, was un- this, I, this... I'm gonna say it was unwarranted. Uh, no, I don't. No, no. I'm glad he did that because it's a matter of dis- discussion now. I can explain why. I can explain why, because I have data, even more data now. You're telling me that that flag football game wasn't a bunch of itches? Worrying about getting hurt? I'm watching, God rest his soul, Sean Taylor laying the wood on punters. They're getting up. They were fine. But, okay, so you sprain a knee. You got six months to get healed up. I remember Robert Edwards got hurt playing football in, in in the beach. You can get hurt at any time in this in this in this thing. Why not? How about beaches? Some... No, I like itches. Beaches <laughs> okay. is kind of soft. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, it is the. It's Lake not that I can't it's... say it. I'm sorry, Gerald. It's not that I can't say it. But when you're on YouTube. There is, there is a benefit in, 
in in dialogue being like superhero movies. You notice when you watch superhero movies, they don't curse. They might say damn and hell and every now and then you'll hear a, That's why act. when Captain America actually used a kind of curse word, everybody's like, "Oh, yeah. that was that was a good yeah. joke." And plus plus uh, the other thing is folks and I'm you know, I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying I don't curse when I'm off air, but I have tried to tone that down. It 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 needs to enhance the discussion. It can't just be F S A every other time, otherwise it loses its luster. Well, YouTube now, also I, sees that and, and reflects it with, and that's a big thing. I don't. I want. I want us to be uh, at the highest capacity of revenue possible here. If I, if you need me to curse, we'll do it at another forum, somewhere where it's where where it benefits the show. <laughs> I said it. That's funny. It just never snitch, never snitch. <laughs> Intel Wild says he's going to start a GoFundMe to bring back Frank. B. Well, it, it, Seinfeld's a dork. I, I don't know if that's a good example. He's the biggest whining dork. That's how. That's why I never watched Seinfeld. I can't watch Seinfeld for too long because Jerry Seinfeld's voice makes me want to break glass and take a piece of it and put it in my ear. Alice, uh, Magic Man is gone because he chose to leave. Let's let's clarify that he asked to leave. Correct, Joe. Now, Are we talking about Sean? Yeah, yeah. Well, Alice said that's why Magic Man is gone. And no, Magic, Magic Man. Man gone. Look, uh, Magic Man has some family stuff that he has had to take care of, uh, and he's got some stuff going on where he needs to focus on probably that. And he left. Yeah. He said he was leaving. My, my sister loves curb. She's been begging me to watch it, but Larry David is even worse than Jerry Seinfeld. I can't listen to him. I just can't. It just, it's like his voice, his, his aura just makes me want to move. Yes. Jay magic man left. He, uh, again, he uh, decided to go ahead and take care of some things in his life. And, decided to leave and we uh, wished him well and always will wish him well got nothing but love for the guy and truly cannot thank him for everything he's done for us but yes he has decided to leave so i'm a white guy that stayed on the court at jackie robinson's gym uh yes xbox very good i'm actually playing through right now uh curse of the tomb raider uh, as we speak on games pass i don't know if that's true bloodhound because look what dave chappelle did dave chappelle went on his tours and they were trying to people were mad in the in the crowds and yeah. they were getting on him for things and he didn't care. He, Eddie Murphy guys, Raw is still one of the funniest yeah, things guys, I've ever seen guys, in my life. If I have to give you any advice, okay, this is it, 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 you you'll be so liberated if you do this. And I know some of you have jobs and you have to kiss ass, you know, all that stuff. I get it, but you got to really make a decision here. Look, if if somebody's going to try to keep you from being you, that you have to conform to something you don't want to conform to, you have to learn to tell them to go eat a dick. It really is. It will work. People go away from people like that. They don't stay along. They can sit there and they can yell and do all they want. Tell them to piss off. Seriously, just go away. I don't care about what you're doing. Just have enough to do that and you'll be fine. And but most of the time, no one even bothers you anyways. 
Larry David and Seinfeld in an elevator for, with Joe for two hours. What happened? That would be that would be the death. That would be death. If they're talking, oh my God, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. I'd, I'd like, hey, where where's the? How do I get up to the elevator shaft so the other ele other elevator just crushes me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I can't. I can't listen to uh, neurotic whining too long, folks. Neurotic whining is is a and much to my chagrin and much to Joe's chagrin on practice, I know a comment was said earlier, they're, most of the Lakers, I'm sure, are already well into their travel plans right now, flying to somewhere or already there. The Lakers have, uh, you know, as long as LeBron and AD are there, they're going to split up. Then after the All-Star game, LeBron and AD usually take a couple days off themselves. And then there's like one good day of practice, I believe, before they get back into the swing of things. So. I never felt like George Costanza was neurotic. He's just funny and a guy that's kind of complaining. Complaining is different. The whining voice, it's, it's auditory. It's the auditory issue I have with Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. If they didn't have that voice, I'd be fine. Kurt Affair is so funny. If I Tony didn't want Kurt. to listen to neurotic whining, I've never listened to it. <laughs> it's the voice. <laughs> Am I really neurotic? I never thought I came off neurotic. Who knows? Depends. Do I come off neurotic? I know I've been called a narcissist, and yeah, there's some, on there's the air, some, that was still that was classic. Yeah, that's yes. that's still there's some there's some tendencies there I can understand. But I don't know about neurotic. I'm not. Yeah, neurotic. he not only did not deny that he was a narcissist, he embraced it and then went on a rant and an explanation on why he's a narcissist, as only a narcissist would do. And then that guy went away. Yes. Never to return again. Kurt Affair says only if the room is spinning, Joe. Well, the, when I when that the room wasn't spinning, but I remember slurring. I don't, if that's neurotic, I guess then yeah, I was. So he kept saying, he, then he kept saying, Gerald, I think I'm effed up. I think I'm effed up. It was well. I, 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 we're we're doing a talk show, and I'm like, uh, it's not very professional. Am I slurring, Gerald? <laughs> yeah, am I slurring? I was starting to talk with a lisp. But it, was, but it was it was a good night. Uh, you guys made it special and uh, truly appreciate every time you're here with us. It is the Lakers fast break. I got more stuff. We will be here throughout the All-Star break. Whether or not we do a playback for the All-Star game, we're still pondering that uh, based on our availability. We'll see what happens. Plus, the All-Star game can be a little bit boring. Lex Luger Joe. Hey, thanks, Dante. Uh because you said the backbreaker was your deal, the torture. Well, rack. I did. I put two people in the torture rack yes. in my lifetime. Uh, so no one believed me, or at least I no, I believe my, you. Because you said you're six, you're six three two eighty. You said it's it's a very very fun move to execute on a grown adult. It's I haven't done it in years though, but when I did, it's very I. I, my favorite finish, I, this is so weird that it was just a nitro event because you would think you would pick a, a pay-per-view like SummerSlam or WrestleMania. And I, there are plenty of amazing finishes and amazing moves. I remember Bret Hart submitting Mr. Perfect with the sharpshooter. I remember 
Stone Cold not submitting but passing out in the sharpshooter. I remember Davy Boy Smith pinning uh, Bret Hart in the middle of the ring in Wembley Stadium to win the to win the Intercontinental Title. Those are amazing finishes, but there's no finish that's number one to me more than Lex Luger putting Hulk Hogan in the torture rack and making him submit. That to this day. I watch that at least once every two or three weeks. It's always so funny, though, Joe, because it was always thought of as hurting the back. And actually, it hurts the ribs the way that Lex Luger applies it. Brett, Brett Hart said in an interview, he goes, that move hurts. I don't remember him put it be Maybe he did it in a house show with Luger. I, I don't remember Bret Hart ever being in a torture rack. But he has said, he has said that that is Must a very been- painful move. Must have been house shows when he was doing the narcissist. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's just, it is the ultimate. You used to be when I was a kid, the the, the gorilla press, right? Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I'm like, no, man, that mother right there, that move right there, that move is freaking amazing. And uh, Kurt, we're almost seeing the end of Sting here coming up next month, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, as he'll be retiring here, uh, a too distant future. So a uh, good career for him. Uh, even after getting injured uh, in his time in WWE, good to see him closing out the career the way he wants to. Dante says, "Guy would have been crying, saying, make tap tap out, Joe, tapping tapping out.' Sweet Chin Music is such a great name for a move. Yeah, Jay, absolutely. Let's get oh, getting this. T- well, uh, the Sweet Chin Music, the 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 best one that I saw in my Shawn Michaels viewing life is uh, the one that." He did the Marty Jannetty on the barbershop. That was I mean, that thing was, I mean, I don't know what kind of agreement they had beforehand, but that mother hit him with those boots. Yeah, a lot that of momentum was on that. Sickest kick I've ever seen in wrestling. Then going through the window at the same time. That one was the topper, but that kick and the way he executed it and the follow-through, I'm just sitting like, damn. I hadn't seen that kick in a long time up until about a couple of years ago. And I remember going, because when you're a kid, you react different to, to things. But when I saw it again later, I was like, God, damn, that that was the this boss kick of all boss yeah, kicks. I looked back on it, I believe, 25 years later. I did an article on it for Pop Culture Cosmos, and I wrote an article on it. Yeah, looking back on it just to see how well executed it was. And, uh, you know, I... I talked about how after that, the dichotomy of how the two roads for the two individuals involved went in very different paths. One went on to greatness and the other one, unfortunately, went on to be Marty Gennetti. <laughs> well, the reason things. why is Shawn Michaels, because they, they both were both addicted to drugs. Yes. And so partying you can't and say, all well, this one went on drugs and this one didn't. The, the difference between Shawn Michaels and Marty Gennetti is the difference between Horace Grant and Harvey Grant. It's just talent. They they were the, Shawn Michaels had talent to to be that guy, and Marty didn't. Great, re- good wrestler could hold his own, but he had to be that. He, he couldn't be a main eventer. He wasn't a main eventer, even if he was not with drugs. That takes a certain. That, th- that takes an it factor at that point. You can't, you just can't do it. 
Uh, yes, Kurt. Sting's final match will be on March third at uh, AEW Revolution. Just to let you know, if you want to watch it on pay per view. I used to love Gorilla Monsoon and Stone Cold arguing because Gorilla Monsoon was so good, you could never tell he was acting. He you felt it it was real. You it actually looked like Gorilla was making Stone Cold look small a lot of times when he would get on him. Which yeah, Jimmy was, Jimmy Hart was so creative, Kurt. Yeah, he was creative for a lot of things as far as writing songs. Jimmy Hart was just yeah. uh, people don't realize how Jimmy Hart is obviously second. No one's better than Bobby Eaton. Eaton. Jimmy's second in terms of management for sure, all time. Number number two, Bobby number one. Jimmy is amazing. Jimmy, I've I have never met Jimmy. I, I wish maybe one day I can for. It's all said and done, but I've heard nothing but great things about Jimmy Hart. He's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in that business. Cornette. I want to talk smack to Cornette, though. That guy is hilarious. I want to I want to get into a shouting. I want to get onto a podcast and just mess with him. I just have him go off. And then every time, every time it starts to ease up, I just say the word Vince Russo and just have him just go nuts. <laughs> The two words he does not want to hear. He's got a special nickname for him, but unfortunately we cannot read I know what it is. Yes. Uh, Alice, okay, we're done talking wrestling, but uh, we're also done for the evening, my friends. Thanks uh, for moderating, thanks. Alice. Alice, I don't want to, but I'm going to make a deal here with you. We'll stop talking wrestling right now, but I don't want to ever hear about you pick Clippers over anybody and anything. I'm sorry, the Celtics. That's no, no bueno. No, no good on the Celtics. That doesn't yes. work here. Okay. You don't pick the Celtics to win anything. Just saying. There you go. And 805 just got here. We're about ready to go. 805 was actually a really good conversation on the front end. We talked about where the Lakers stand right now, where relation they are to Western Conference. <laughs> Dennis uh, Rodman looks looked like complete used doo-doo when he was wrestling in the WCW. Check it out. It's a good conversation, 805. Uh, basically talking about exactly where the Lakers are, stand, uh, the competitors in the Western Conference. So, yeah, and definitely also the Trey Young rumors as well. So, all right. Uh, Mr. Perfect skits were great. Yes, yes, they were. Man, we're just going back in the way back machine. Uh, no, Alice is not exactly. Alice says sorry, Joe. So It's okay, Alice. We forgive you. Yes, we do. Absolutely. And thank you again for everybody watching and listening. It is Joe Soro, meet Gerald Glassford. Again, truly appreciate you watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, more to discuss when it comes to the Lakers. I'm sure we will. If not, we'll think of something. We'll think of something good. We'll try to stay away from the pro wrestling for a day and see how it goes from there. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly cannot thank you enough for stopping by. Joe, any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Let's get back to the season, please. I'm ready to keep this momentum going. You and I both. Lakers won six out of seven. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, it did not come at a great time as far as the All-Star break because we finally have some good momentum once again. Uh, first kind of real momentum since the IST. So hopefully they can uh, come back out of this and uh, continue that momentum on after the All-Star break. Absolutely. But uh, we'll be here back for talk more. Lakers with you, more NBA with you. Uh, hopefully you'll be joining us this weekend, tomorrow night, and more. Coming right back at you here with more great stuff at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>